0: Have a good time in the house of God. I'm going to jump straight into it. Um, Grace, you stay right there. Everyone else, take a seat. I'm going to share for just a few minutes tonight. I'm so thankful that we get to do church, man. Who's so thankful you get to come join with the fam, with your friends and your family, your second family? For some of you, maybe it's like you're almost like your first family. That's okay. Jesus, He says this incredible thing, and I, I can't get into it now, but. He says, those of you who have given up mothers and brothers and sisters and fields and farms and business or whatever. He says, anything, if you've given up anything for me or the gospel, he says, in this life, you will have it returned back to you 10 times. And then in the afterlife, eternal life. So don't think anything you've given up goes unnoticed. God sees every tear. He sees everything you you gave up, everything that you let go. I'm going to preach my message. So... Are you ready tonight? Come on, we're in week two of one small step. Everyone take one small step in your seat. Just a, and, and maybe like it's a lean in for you. You know, I know for me, whenever I'm in, whenever I'm sitting under the word of God, I, I don't want to lose that opportunity. Because it's an opportunity right now that we have to be together. You don't get to be together with your friends and your family every day of the week. And you don't get to be together and worship together, and you don't get to hear the word together, you know, in this setting. So take the most of it. This is going to last you till next Sunday. I mean, hopefully you're feeding yourself every day. Can't get fit and strong when you're just eating once a week. But um, it's something special when we get together. We're in week two, one small step. A series I'm very excited about because it's got. It's just every time I I open my word or you know go to prepare something for us, it's like God's just, I want to do something through this. It's going to be powerful. I hope you're ready, Kieran. I hope you're ready for what God's going to do. And and you've got to be ready. So sometimes being ready means having a notebook open, like some of these guys on the front, or a a notepad app open, or your Bible open, or sitting at the edge of your seat, um, not falling asleep, like ready to go. God's got something in store for you and for me. Last week, we started with faith, right? And really, this whole series is sort of going to be Have this faith flavor through it. This this, this weave of faith through every message because we live lives of faith. But last week we talked about flat space. I hope this week you created a little bit of a gap in your life where God could move in and say, I'm going to fill this space. I'm going to do something here. I hope you did something scary where it was like, God, you better come through. And if you didn't do it this week, I want you to do it. Okay, watch God work, watch him move Watch him say, you make a way, you make a space And I'll make a way You, you give me some room to work and I'll go to work for you Or yeah. well, we work for him You know what I mean yeah. Week 2 of one small step And we're going to God's favourite book In the Bible The book of Leviticus <laughs> You weren't expecting that way. The book of Leviticus Chapter 9 and verse 23 And 24, Are you ready to read from Leviticus up in here? Well, you know it's going to be good when it's from old Levi, Lyticus, amen? So as this says this in chapter 9, verse 23, Moses and Aaron went into the tent of meeting. When they came out, they blessed the people, and uh, the the glory of the Lord appeared to the people. Fire came out from the presence of the Lord and consumed the burnt offering and the fat portions. Anyone want God to do that to you tonight? <laughs> Here's my fat portion. <laughs> fire came out of the presence of the Lord, consumed the burnt offering, and the fat portions on the altar. And when all the people saw it, they shouted for joy and fell face down. Moses and Aaron went into the tent of meeting, and when they came out, uh, when they came out, they blessed the people, and the glory of the Lord appeared uh, to the people. Fire came out of the presence of the Lord and consumed the burnt offering. That was on the altar. Tonight I want to talk about this title, this subject. Give up to go up. We'll talk about give up to go up. Turn to your neighbour and say give, up, give up. up to go up. you got to give up. You can say it again. Give up to go up. Come on, you want to pray together? Come on, let's pray. Close our eyes. Jesus, I pray these words tonight wouldn't just be nice words on a, on a page or in our years but god that would be supernatural that would be spurring us it'd be dividing um our, our mess from what you want to do in our god that, that would speak directly to the heart to the spirit don't let us leave here dif- uh, the same jesus we want to leave here different changed by the very word of god and everyone who's hungry says amen 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 amen, amen. thank you grace you're awesome tonight i, I want to Start in this passage in Leviticus And um, launch from there Like in our Elon Musk rocket ship And we're going to weave a little bit through the Bible We're going to go to a couple other scriptures But I want to talk about give up In order to go up Now a little Old Testament school lesson For some of you that may not be so familiar With the first half of the Bible And the way they did things back then But oftentimes, a sacrifice Was brought by the people to God and there would be sacrifices for all different sorts of things. But primarily the idea was they would bring a, a sacrifice, maybe a, a lamb or a, a goat or a, um, you know, a dove or maybe some grain or some harvest or something. They would bring it to God and put it on the altar. And uh, then God would accept it as an as a offering, as a sacrifice. And it's this idea that uh, really we understand that it's a shadow, right? It's a prophetic foreshadow. Yep christianese were to say like it's a symbol a picture of something that is to come in the future and and it's this picture of what jesus is going to do for us some couple of thousand years later but right now in the point of god's people's history in their timeline they are bringing sacrifices into god's presence and there were sacrifices there were sacrifices for god but by the very nature of it being a sacrifice it was a sacrifice for the people too right Because they were taking something. And often, in fact, God required it to be the best that they had. Uh, Their best goat. That is a nice goat. You know what I mean? Their their, their best goat, their best lamb, their best harvest, the best uh, fruits of their crops. They would have to bring the... And so that's a sacrifice for the people. They've come and they've said, we've worked. We've worked hard. We've raised this goat, this lamb, this whatever. And it's our best one. And I want to come and put it on the altar. I want to come and give this thing to God and and that's a picture of what is to come we understand Jesus is the perfect lamb saved and sacrificed for the sins of the world, but you might be saying, Kieran, this is amazing. Thank you. This is uh, unbelievable. This is revelational. This is a, this is great. But I don't have no lambs with me tonight. I didn't bring my livestock to church. Uh, I've got kids. They're sort of like animals, but I, I didn't bring my my lambs and my life. And I, I want to just share with us that you might not have brought your livestock tonight, but you did bring your lives. Uh, I'm not talking about livestock. I'm talking about lives. I'm not talking about harvest. I'm talking about your hearts. And God is asking us, as a church, as a people, would you take one small step towards sacrifice? Now, I'm not talking about giving. I'm not talking about money thing here. I'm talking about our lives. I'm talking about our hearts. I'm talking about what God has given you and what you have to offer him. Let's bring what we have to him. Um, and that's why I said we, we've got to start with faith last week, because it takes faith to bring something before God, something that you might like. I like that lamb. This is my favorite lamb. But out of faith, knowing that, man, I want to bring this thing to God, not a lamb. This, I love my life. I like my life. I want to give it to God, though. We're not talking about livestock. We're talking about our lives. Um, and... Here's the good news, though, from this passage, okay? This passage has some good news in it. Hope you see it. Because... It wasn't just a sacrifice that came to the altar on this particular day. It wasn't just something something the people had given up that landed on the altar this day. The good news on this scripture and the good news around this idea is because sacrifice isn't the only thing that lands on the altar. Did you read it say here? It says fire came out from the presence of the Lord. Can I tell you the good news tonight is this? Is that fire always falls on a sacrifice fire always falls on sacrifice." What do we mean by fire? I'm talking about the presence of God. I'm talking about the power of God, the anointing, the the prophetic overshadow. I'm talking about the favor and the blessing. The fire of God falls on sacrifice. So I don't know who you are or what you've given to God. I don't know what you're going to give to God in this next season as a sacrifice. But I can encourage you that God's fire and presence and power and favor falls on sacrifice. That's what I mean. Jesus says anyone that gives up mother or father or, or brother or sister or field or land or gold or whatever, if you give anything up to God, Jesus says, he says, that will be returned to you 10 times over in this present age. So that's one awesome uh, fire fallen on. But also in the age to come, you will be uh, having eternal life. Fire always falls on sacrifice. But what do I bring as a sacrifice, Karen? OK, so it's not a lamb. It's not not a livestock. It's not my fruit or my harvest. What do I bring as a sacrifice? It's very easy. Paul tells us. He reminds us. He reminds us right here in Romans chapter 12, verse 1. He says this. It's on the screen. Take your every day. Take your everyday ordinary life. You're sleeping. You're eating. You're going to work. You're walking around. Paul, take your walking around. Take your walking around and place it before God as an offering. Yeah, so it's like Kieran, what do I bring? Take, take your every day. You're ordinary, you're sleeping, you're going to work, you're walking around the house in bored coronavirus lockdown, not anymore. And, and place it before God as an offering. AKA yeah. the, the normal. Everything. Your life. Place it before before God as an offering or as a sacrifice. Yeah. And the awesome thing is, is that fire always falls on sacrifice. Fire, I, don't, I don't know what God's asking you to do. I don't know what He's asking you to lay before Him. Sacrifice has got to hurt, though, right? Like, it's not a sacrifice if I just give, you know, some of my, my crummy old pair of shoes. Because it's like. That's not really a big issue for me. A sacrifice is something that's like, this is a sacrifice for me, but I want to bring it trusting, knowing this biblical principle that the fire of God and the presence of favor falls on sacrifice. Looking back here at Paul, right? This is the next scripture I want to go to. Paul regularly had to give up something in order to go up into someone. Paul, all the time, would give things up. He would would let things go. He would sacrifice, make sacrifices. He would often let things go in order to go up further in spiritual maturity, in biblical uh, opportunity, in missionary opportunity, in his own character, in his relationship with Jesus. He would often give things up in order to go up. And I want to look right here um, at 2 Corinthians Chapter 4, just a few verses in here. And some of the things Paul gives up. It's going to be a short message tonight, okay? Because we've got something exciting to share at the end. But Second uh, Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 7 says, We have this treasure... Uh, in jars of clay to show that all this surpa- this all surpassing power is from God and not us hold it there this treasure in cl- jars of clay right the treasure is the presence of God it's the Holy Spirit it's his good works in us it's it's Jesus living on the inside and the jars of clay that's good news for us because we're, we're kind of broken we're, yeah. we're kind of we're, not, we're kind of fragile like we this is good news because we don't have to have it all together a perfect life this is my nice Christian perfect Vase, though we can be cracked, broken jars of clay that hold an amazing treasure. Hidden inside of each one of us is the presence of God. The same power that rose Jesus from the dead now lives in me. That is a treasure. And we have this all-surpassing power that is from God and not from God us, but we read on. Paul says this about himself and some of his uh, colleagues. He says, we are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed. We're perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but not abandoned. We're struck down, but not destroyed. And we always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. Paul gave up and he made all kinds of sacrifices in order to stick to the mission of God for his life. So now we're not talking about bringing a sacrifice, we're talking about making a sacrifice. Paul, so often, he made some sacrifices in order to stick to the mission and the destiny God had for his life. Listen tonight, if you are going to raise a godly family, you're going to have to make some sacrifices in order to stick. To that mission. If you're going to build a great business. That helps people. You're going to have to make some sacrifices. In order to stick to that mission. If you're going to uh, reach a school for Jesus. There are some things in your life. You're going to have to sacrifice. In order to see that mission come to pass. There are some times in your life. You're going to have to sacrifice something. You're going to have to go without some things. In order to go up. You're going to have to give up. In order to go up. You're going to have to let some things go. Like a hot air balloon, I debated proposing to Bethany get a hot air balloon. Well, I, you know, some several years ago. I just, but I ended up changing it. Went in a different sort of balloon. If you know the story, it makes sense to you. But, but then I'm glad I didn't because turns out she hates hot air balloons. How funny would that, that be? Oh, babe, got this thing, and she's up there like, I hate this. I hate you. Goodbye. Jumps <laughs> out. You know. <laughs> but the hot air balloon, right? It's got the weights around it. Um, it's got the weight, the sandbags. And in order for it to rise, some things have to remain. In order, in order for it to go higher, some things have to be removed from it. Some sacrifices need to be made. And, and, and it's the same for our lives. If you're going to serve the poor and the forgotten, like uh, Jeremy and Alana and Tilly and Jeremiah and Judah, you're going to have to make some sacrifices in order to stick to that mission. Yeah. Yeah. But fire always falls on sacrifice fire always falls on sacrifice each time Paul gave something up uh, he moved forward in his god destiny every time he gave something up he moved forward in his his mission he grew in spiritual maturity every time Paul gave something up well uh-huh, he went up okay <laughs> presence of God grace told I told you it wouldn't be long but I want to look at a couple of things just in this scripture, if we throw it back there for us. There's a few things that he gave up in order to give up. The first thing we read it uh, there it says, We are hard pressed on every side. So he's he's hard-pressed. In other words, he's giving up health and comfort. Paul in this text, he, he he's saying, I'm giving up health. Even, and I'm giving up comfort. I'm going to live a life where I'm not so. Now, don't get me wrong. We've got to be healthy. We've got to look after our bodies and all of that. But we've got to make sure we don't hold on to certain things and let go of other things. Um, Paul, how often does he say, "Man, we were shipwrecked, and I was sick, and I was scared, and I was this, and I was that." But 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 we don't let. We we got to let go of our human desire to seek out the comfortable no matter what and wow. to remain oh this is not going to be healthy for me well in that case you know mentally healthy or spiritually healthy or, or physically healthy even sometimes like the call of god the mission of god needs to be beyond that he gives up health and comfort man comfort is a big one for us eh? it's but paul gives it up but the fire, the result, the, the thing that happens is he's never crushed. So he's given up something, but he goes up into this new realm of he's saying, oh, "But I'm never crushed." He's perplexed. In other, in other words, he gives up serenity and certainty. He's perplexed. What? That's what I think of when I think of perplexed. What? Yeah. I'm I'm gobsmacked yeah. by what's going on, and and he gives up. His need for serenity of, I just want to live a, a calm life. That's one thing is be calm. And I know we understand that. But he gives up serenity and certainty, knowing exactly what's going to happen and how it's going to happen. and when it, He gives up. He's perplexed. But the result, the fire of God, he is not in despair. He doesn't stay in that place. God takes him to a brand new level. He's struck down. Time and time again, Paul is struck down. In other words, he gives up strength and poise. He gives up a front-facing thing where it's like, I've got it all together. I'm all good. No one, you know, you knocked me down, but I get up again. You're never going to keep me down. Paul says, you know, I'm going to get knocked out. I'm not holding on stubbornly to something, but, uh, but I'm going to give up in order that I would never be... Um, uh, I missed one. Destroyed. We're going to go back to the persecuted. Uh, he was struck down, but he's never destroyed. That's the fire of God. He says, God, I want to give my certainty up to you. I want to give my serenity up to you. I want to give my health up to you. I want to give my comfort up to you. I want to give everything up to you in this place, my strength. But in return, you're going to not let me be in despair. You're not going to let me be crushed or destroyed. He, it says that he is persecuted. Now, if anyone knows persecution, it's Paul. But in other words, persecution is, he, he gives up peace and acceptance. Now, I don't know what you're doing in your life, but we gotta not hold on to this idea of, I had a question, I was doing a, like a chapel service for Youth Alive, one of their campuses this week, and I was talking about, um, um, I was talking about, I can't remember, but anyway, someone asked me, he said, one of the students asked me, he said, Um, how how does this um, you know there's a peace that comes right you know when you're wanting to know what God wants us to do there's this peace that comes and that is absolutely true there is this supernatural peace that comes the Bible says that it's peace beyond all understanding though so it's not a peace as in oh I just I feel nice today like I feel at peace like we can't use Christian cop outs just to mask what we want to do with a nice scripture you reckon? Yeah. It's a peace that doesn't make sense. Yeah. That it shouldn't feel peaceful, yeah. but it does. He gives up this need for peace and for acceptance. But what does he get? He is never abandoned. He's never abandoned. Why? Because fire always falls on sacrifice. You leave here tonight and you walk away. You remember that fire. Will always fall on sacrifice. do not we stand up right now? The band can join me again. I want to just take the last few minutes. I finished early, just so we could take a few more minutes in worship, in order to maybe come before God and say, "I want to, I want to give a sacrifice." Not, I didn't bring my lambs or my goats or my money. I'm not even talking about money right now. I'm talking about our lives. Saying, God, I want to take one small step towards sacrifice. I want to take one small step away from having everything sorted and, and locked down and ready to go. God, I want to take one small step of faith towards given something up to you, given a sacrifice in my life, saying, God, I want to give things up to you in order to go up. I don't want to stay on the level that I'm at. God's saying, if you would let go of that thing, I could take you to a new level. Let faith rise up, this song says. Let faith rise up. There's a rising moment for you. There's an opportunity to rise. I don't know what level you've been stuck on for 25 or just five or five months years like uh, I don't know where you're stuck but God says if you would give up you can go up but it's a choice it's an opportunity so we're going to sing that song again take your everyday ordinary life you're sleeping you're eating you're going to work and walking around and place it before God as an offering. I want you to come in in this worship set right now, just for the last few minutes we've got together. I want you to give up your ordinary. God's not bored with ordinary. He wants your ordinary. He wants your washing the dishes time. He wants you putting kids to bedtime. He wants you the going to go into work, sitting in traffic time. Like that is the time that he wants for you to give up as a sacrifice. The time you spend washing and folding the laundry, driving to church, driving like he wants your ordinary, your everyday, your going to work. Don't hold on so tight that you never get to rise. Come on, let's sing Rise up in me.